Hi, this is Bernard Zimmerman. And Philip Wurter. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In this series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. In our last episode, we covered the first two causes of Zoom fatigue. The first one, seeing yourself and everyone else all the time in the video panels. The second one, being stuck in a chair for a prolonged period without moving. Today, we continue exploring the last two causes. So let's dive in and continue, Philip. Thanks, Bernard. So the third cause is that when we see ourselves continuously, it's fatiguing. Mm-hmm. And that's very simple. If we're in a face-to-face meeting, there isn't a mirror in front of us where we see ourselves while we're having this conversation. We see the other person. Mm. And if we're in Zoom or Teams or whatever, we see ourselves. And boy, oh boy, do we see ourselves. Some of us are more critical than others or even overcritical when we see ourselves. And that can be really stressful. The researchers call it self-focused attention. And it's a heightened awareness of how we come across or how we appear. And because we see it, we are totally focused on it. Mm -hmm. Research shows that when we see a reflection of ourselves, we are more critical of ourselves than others. And this is in general. This is not online. Now, let's explore that, because when we first talked about it, I was slightly puzzled. I said, well, hang on a minute. Mirror image, that's what I see all the time. But then most of the uh, online platforms, they have the option to be mirrored or not. Why is the mirrored image more fatiguing than if we see ourselves like others see us? I can't prove this in research, but just from thinking about it from my own reaction, we are used to seeing ourselves in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And when we see ourselves in the mirror, we're alone. Yes, people differ, but you don't like your nose. You don't like your mouth. You don't like this. You don't like that. So we are hypercritical. And that doesn't stop because it's not that you don't like your nose the one day and yes, you like it the next. If you decide that you don't like your nose, you're never going to like it. Mm. And that's a mode that we get caught into. Okay. And again, my own experience is that if you see your mirror image, that's what's familiar to you. And then subconsciously, you fall into the same trap. If you don't see the mirror image, you see yourself as others see you. And you can start getting used to yourself. That's just my own sense of it. Yeah. The very simple suggestion is that if you find yourself getting sidetracked by your image, by your reaction to your image, it's very simple. Just hide it. You don't have to look at yourself. Mm. Normally, we don't see ourselves, so you don't really need that. Yeah. And most of the platforms have now the functionality that you can hide your own video panel. The thing is, if you hide your own video panel, there's space to see the other's video panels bigger, which is important. Mm. Now, here comes the interesting thing. Data also says that women are more affected by men in this. Mm. 14% of women feel very to extremely fatigued after virtual calls 
compared to 6% of men. But it's not just a difference in sex. Introverts also suffer more than extroverts. So different people experience Zoom fatigue in different ways. So it doesn't matter who you are. What is important is that you become aware of your own Zoom fatigue and start looking at what are the causes behind that? And then what can you do to reduce that? Because that will definitely improve what you can take out of a virtual meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, on this subject, introverts suffer more than extroverts. I remember a number of conversations I had with more or less extremely introvert people that they were telling me when they see the video panel, they feel that their thought process is kind of sucked out of their brain where it normally happens and they're exposed to the outside world and they feel compelled mm -hmm. to interact with the world rather than being in a normal space where they would normally be in a face-to-face -face meeting, kind of thinking first, sorting it out, and then only expressing it. I find that an interesting dynamic. I think it makes sense because what was just going through my mind is in our last episode, we talked about the fact that because we are relatively close to the camera, because of the point of view that we have, we see people just from the shoulders up. Mm. So effectively, we are continuously in somebody's personal space. Yeah. Now, if you are introvert, being in somebody's personal space, I believe is stressful. Yeah. So that just adds to that. Mm -hmm. Now, what can we do about this? So let's talk about solutions. Our impression of other people is what humanizes them to us and builds connection. Yes. So if somebody feels Zoom fatigued or if somebody feels introverted, somehow we pick that up. Mm -hmm. So there is something that we can do to make it easier for other people to see us so that we are also able to have a better connection yeah. with them. Yeah. So some of the things that we've started talking about, but that are really important is things that prohibit this connection, bad lighting, mm -hmm. having yourself backlit and your face in shadow with no proper lighting from the front. Yes. A yeah. bad camera angle. Mm. You know, all this inhibits our need to build a connection and that adds to fatigue because the more difficult it is to build a connection with somebody, the more we stress to build that connection because it is important. Yeah. It's important for us to think about the technical things. Yeah. You know, we mentioned it last time, but camera, lighting, the way you dress, mm. your hair, the background that you have, the angles that you are filming, whether you're using a mirror view or a regular view, and even switching your own video panel off. What's your insight from this banner? The key is really that we need to pay attention to both sides, that how can we support others to experience less energy consumption when they observe mm -hmm. us, what you just described? How do we come across? And at the same time also, what do we need to do to not being fatigued by being kind of sucked into the screen? And I think that's one element also as a solution is, that we talk about that. We mentioned it before. We talk about that. So how do we work together? What do I need in terms of my physical distance? Where's my personal space? I don't want to be invaded into by the cameras, by the screen. 
I think that's important to explore when, mm -hmm. when we talk about that. And if you can, and if you want, then switch off your video panel. For example, I don't need it. For me, it's okay. I can see myself in the video panel. But if you say that's too strenuous, then switch it off. Everything that can reduce it is important. Obviously, then you have to go deeper when you think about your hypercritical about your image and you don't like to see yourself in the mirror. I think that has to do with your being. You have to reflect what's going on. What is the level of vulnerability I want to show up with? And how much do I feel about, am I good enough or I'm not good enough? That's about self-development. What do you think, Philip? Well, vulnerability plays a big role in how we show up and obviously has a major influence on the way that we behave. So if you feel how you show up online is not the way that you would like to, and you have dealt with, let's say, the technical aspects of it, lighting, camera, etc., then maybe you also need to think about self-reflection and self-development, you know, get a coach, mm. work with it. Because, you know, both of us are coaches. Both of us have worked with people on self-development. You know, if you are satisfied with who you are, with what you stand for, there is joy in that. Mm -hmm. And that is where you start contributing, not just ideas, but also energy to a meeting. Yes. So if you feel the strain, think about that. For me, it's, it's a very clear point that the more connected we are, the more accepted we feel, the more trust we have, the less concerned we are about how we look, because it doesn't matter. Yes. You know, think about your best friend. Yes. Do you really care about how your best friend thinks about how you look? No, you don't, because you've known each other since grade school. And it's the same. If, if you're in a safe space, these things don't matter. However, that doesn't mean that you don't need to take care of how you look and how you come across in a conference call or in a video call. It's important, mm. but not to overfocus. Yes, that's a key point. I think that's at the core of Zoom fatigue. And the fourth cause identified by the researchers is the cognitive load that is in a virtual context much higher than in a face-to-face. -face. Whenever we interact with people, nonverbal communication is normal, is part of how we interact, how we connect. And in a virtual situation, we need to work much harder to send and receive messages. One, because we said that before, we have only part of the body language available. And in some cases, be more expressive in our face to send the signals and also read the signals from others uh, in order to know what's going through the person's mind or the others who are participating in, in our meeting. That's true. You know, we use more mental calories to communicate than we would in face-to-face. -face. The other part is really that looking sideways for signals we do sometimes in face-to-face in -face settings. When we look sideways in a virtual meeting, in an online setting, it feels different for others unless we've discussed it. Now, look sideways to get distracted, to, to get 
a different perspective and have movement in your eyes, but also mentally be not loaded that much on that one focus, looking just straight ahead into the screen all the time. That's true because if you're in a face-to-face meeting and somebody looks sideways, the thought wouldn't even cross your mind why they're doing that because you have a pretty good idea of what they're looking Mm. at. However, if you're in an online meeting and somebody looks sideways, you're very aware of the fact that they are no longer looking at you and you are distracted because you feel they are distracted. Now, you have no idea what they're looking at, but you're making subconsciously your own assumptions about why they are distracted. Mm. And that in turn has an impact on you. Absolutely. In our next episode, we will cover how to manage tech. And to help you reflect for the session, we have the following question for you. When you run a virtual session and there is a tech issue, how do you show up? And then how do your participants show up in reaction? That's it from me. Thank you very much. And a big thank you from me as well. But finally, before we go, if you would like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on linkedin.com, Bernard Zimmerman at contact, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philipp Bota. We are both based in Germany or connect via email at philip at bota.net or bernard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com. That is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.